hits north of the border, why the long ball is just a little too long, and why Rob Oliver is afraid of the ocean. This is the 108 Stitches Podcast. Wow, what an introduction, Pancake. Thank you very much. To be honest, I've been so excited to do this podcast, it's like not even funny. This, this, is, this is the first one where it really steps up. It's very exciting. Unfortunately, I know we can't do the f- uh, film. Well, no. we can't yeah. have it. We've been trying for a solid hour and a half. Just It's my fault because I don't have enough ports on my Mac. I just got to get a m- extender for that. But hopefully next episode, we're going to be able to actually record for you guys on YouTube. See our faces for the first time, some of you. Mm. We're, we're eyeing our next episode being at some point this week, doing a folks episode with our buddy Pi talking about Barry Bonds, Hall of Fame, stuff like that. Yeah, so maybe that'll be the first time you see us, hopefully. Hopefully. hopefully, hopefully. Now, you've heard a different voice today, and his name is Rob Oliver. What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Yeah, so we forgot to mention this. Rob, I don't know if you guys heard the last podcast, we're, uh, this is our, our fourth member of the Oni Boys. He'll be running our Twitter. He has been running our Twitter, and we forgot to mention that he's officially we're going to call him the executive vice president of the company what a name it's a it's a big honor and uh, i can't wait to do this more with you guys and i'm just starting off the twitter page right now i don't even realize how much work it takes to just control twitter page there's a lot of posting and i I haven't been doing a lot of work with on the twitter page right now but um soon to come i'll be posting on a daily basis yeah, yeah, and no worries about that. It, it's me and Pancake have had a a long time coming with the Instagram. We've grown it for since what? Since we started March, the April in April, early April we started. Yeah, and we're at a little over 550 followers right now, which is that's not I, too bad. It's not too bad for the amount of time that we've had it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we would we would love some more. more. It's growth. definitely gonna take time oh, yeah, and effort, right. and yeah. So like the same thing. It's like starting over on Twitter again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's mean, it's going to take time. It's going to take that one post or two, and then things are really going to start building. Yeah, hopefully. So, so, so Rob, let's not just have you here to be like a guy that talks about things. Like, who is Rob Oliver? Who am let's, who, let's who am I? Do you want to give yourself you an introduction? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm Rob Oliver. I'm currently a junior at uh, SUNY Oneonta. Um, I played baseball almost my whole before college for almost my whole life. You know. I uh, played very competitive travel. Um, I traveled around the East Coast uh, just to play in uh, tournaments. Um, and like Will and Pancake, I'm an- another high school washed-up baseball player who's playing uh, for an ultimate Frisbee team now. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a life. Uh, the there's, there's a lot of uh, people on the ultimate Frisbee team that are uh, washed-up baseball, washed up baseball players, players. Yeah, which I'm sure you'll have year. on the podcast later on this sure. year. I found that alumni weekend, too. I talked to so many of the alumni who have played Frisbee here, and they're like, yeah, I, I used to play baseball. I don't play anymore. Uh, I'm also a big Yankee fan, so um, – Really happy with how they're playing this year, and we'll definitely be talking a little more about them this podcast. Oh, for sure, for sure. I have a lot to say. Um, I'm excited, man. This is really cool. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, so. Should we dive right in, boys? Let's dive right in. All right. The first thing, elephant in the room, happened yesterday afternoon. Justin Verlander, third career no-hitter. Justin Verlander. Oh, my God, man. 
He's pretty good. <laughs> so shout out to Kim because he texted me right before we started to record, and I, I wanted to uh, I want to bring this up. So he had 120 pitches. I I saw the notification perfect, uh, not perfect, but no hit through seven, and he had 98 pitches already. When you actually told me about uh, the no hitter, you said JV no no. And I thought JV as Jason Vargas, and I had, <laughs> I had no idea it was Justin Verlander. Uh, so uh, it was fu- it was funny to see that. And uh, well, yeah. So get this: he had 120 pitches, right? And his final pitch of the game was 97 down in 97. Away. That, he's always done. That. How how old is he? He's I, I want to say around 36. 36 yeah, 36 throwing 97. He's always been a pitcher, though, throughout his career that he throws harder as the game goes on. He did that in Detroit early yeah. on, too. That's He's scary, though. Imagine that. my arm would f- – I never really knew how many pitches, like my max amount of pitches I ever threw in a game, but I know it's so hard to, like, keep your velocity throughout the entire right, game. Especially after, like, even, like, when you go into the fourth inning, fifth inning, it, your arm gets tired, yeah. then, you know, you deal with control issues – and also the hitters have another, like, their second or third time around. They know your pitches. They know where you like to locate your pitches. So it's just uh, – it's a lot harder. Like, the amount of uh, effort it takes to have a, a no pitch, nine innings, uh, it's just unbelievable. And Justin Verlander is definitely one of the top pitchers right now. And you know what the funny thing about Verlander is? He's never really had an arm injury. Yeah, he's always been so healthy and consistent in a rotation that he's held up for this long. That, that's that's really saying something, you know. It's it, al- it's also good to see uh, that the Houston let uh, their starter go a complete game, uh, 120 pitches. You don't really hmm. see nowadays. Yeah, because like but going they there. weren't going to pull Verlander in the no, in the. Yeah, you're not pulling Verlander if it was some no name guy, like that they had just called up. I they probably would have replaced him no, because honestly, it was though, Justin Verlander. Thinking about it too. Even though he had 120 pitches, like that's a lot, especially for today, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like by the time you hit the ninth inning, say you're around like 105, 107 pitches going into the ninth inning, like your adrenaline has to be through the roof. So you're probably not even thinking about how much your arm yeah. is tired, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, f- I forget the guy's name. Who was that rookie yesterday? Um, Toro. I'm pretty sure is his name. He can't. He was really like not having a good season just got called up he's a rookie let me just make sure for the for the astros um this this is really cool (laughs) where are we going oh yeah no abraham toro so he 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 got called up recently and he was like over seven on the season didn't get a hit yet last night he went he hit the go-ahead hit in the ninth in the top of the ninth that's true. That to make sure that happen. Verlander was oh, going to be right. able to close out the that's game. Right. It was, uh, and then he then made the last out. Mm. So that was cool. That's, yeah, it's, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it was a two-run home run yesterday to put him ahead. So now the real question is, Justin Verlander, is he unanimous in the Hall of Fame? Because I think it's solidified that he's going to get there. Yeah. Is he? Oh, he, he'll definitely be he's there. He's been definitely. such a great pitcher this past decade. Not only has he been doing great on Houston, but – before when he was uh with Detroit um I I you know I think you have to I mean I'm not sure if it's unanimous I think he's definitely a hall of famer yeah Rob if you had to give a percent like what's the percent he's going to get in at wait first off first ballot yes or no I'd say first ballot definitely for sure I mean 
who, what other pitcher could you put first ballot over Justin Verlander right now? Just thinking off the top of your head. Probably Kershaw. 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 I mean, Scherzer? Scherzer. Yeah, Scherzer's first ballot. Scherzer's first ballot. Honestly, I think Scherzer probably a better chance of unanimous than Kershaw. I would say. That's that's tough. You know. It's just because Kershaw's been dealing with some, like with inj- yeah, but injury problems. For, for with a injuries? stretch, though, for Kershaw, he you knew he was the most untouchable pitcher in baseball. Yeah. For a good At seven point, years, yeah. Yeah. you knew he was untouchable. None, the dude they, won an yeah. MVP award, and he won like four Cy Young awards. The only thing that might hurt Kershaw is his playoff resume. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. No, he also doesn't have a ring either. So sure, he exactly. have a playoff resume though. Like, how many times have well, the Nationals been in the playoffs? The Nationals choke every year. So right, so like, there's that too, but. I don't know. That is hard. One thing that I did see, so I, I listened to CC's podcast again yesterday, and um, a couple things. One, like CC, obviously he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Do you, is he a first ballot guy? No. no I don't think so. No? I don't Here's think the so. thing. The only thing that would help him is with the old school voters. He's got over 250 wins. Yeah. And in my eyes, 200 is the new 300 when it comes to wins. 200, 3,000 Ks. I, I can't see him first bout though. He's got too high of an ERA. He's got he, he has one been like World Series ring. His last couple of years, his last couple of years have been, I would just say, average. Yeah. You know, like even like his last five years, like he has been putting up. He has been a dominant numbers. pitcher since 2012. Yeah. yeah, 2012. I agree. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a first ballot, but I definitely think he's got a great chance going into the Hall of Fame. He's, yeah. he's going to get in. I, I don't think it's going to be immediate. I think he could be like a Mike Messina type and build up over time. Yeah, build up that, over yeah. time, yeah. Yep. So. So, here's an, so he was saying because him and Ichiro are technically retiring on the same season, they could be on – well, they will be on the same ballot together for the first time, and they could be entered in at the same time. He thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Ichiro's getting in before him. Oh, Ichiro's yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's 100%. Like, is, is Ichiro unanimous? I, I just said he's 100%. He's unanimous. Like, how the dude comes over from Japan and has 10 straight seasons of 200 or more hits. He already right. he had 3,000 hits in the main. I mean, like, yeah. like, that resume is absolutely insane. But if you want to talk about, I mean, he was still a good player, like, now. But the last couple of years have been kind of weird for him, you know? He still had over three thousand hits in a right. s- and such a small amount. of How time old is he right now? Also, forty five. Forty five. It's insane. Yeah, I, it's it blows my mind how you could have so much success from Japan and then coming over. He came into the U.S. at the age of twenty seven, and he was still able to get three thousand. Yeah, hits. like nuts. think about that. Guys who get three thousand hits, they usually start off their careers at twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, like, yeah. And what a career! In theory, he has the most hits in the world because he had yeah. so many hits in Japan too. Yeah. Like, he has over like four thousand yeah, total. He, he total, has right? more than Pete Rose. Yeah, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but he does have more than Pete Rose. So, uh, so getting back to Justin, um, most dominant pitcher of the decade. Rob, let's hear your. T- I, <laughs> You're sitting there with this smirk on your. Face. I, I, I think I, you know. I think Kershaw had I think more dominance uh, when we're talking about five years ago. I'm and not sure. It's it, funny. You weren't in the room when we were talking about this, but Pancake was like, I think Kershaw. Like, people think of Kershaw, and you also said that. So Yeah, I, I just think the the dominance that Kershaw showed uh, the first half of the decade, um, I think is much better than Verlander. But Verlander's, like, last couple seasons with Houston have just been phenomenal. And, you know, there's not really a bad thing. On his uh, on his stat sheet, w- while he's been on Houston, his velocity is still up there 
at the age of 36 um and it's tough i you know i it, it's i can't i can't say for sure who's the most dominant pitcher of the decade that's really close so i'd like to hear your guys take on that i mean there's three names that i think you, you have to think about obviously verlander kershaw and scherzer and jabba chamberlain but like definitely those three starters um i can't really think of a fourth i mean um you he's not on the same level but for a while for the first like five six years you could make the argument that felix hernandez would be right there i knew you're gonna say yeah yeah you can make that how old is he he's not that old felix hernandez is 33 yeah the dude got called up in 2005 at the age of 18 He's had a very poor season this year, right? He's he's, had, yeah. The past couple, he's, past couple. he's well, down. How, how the hell did that happen? He from someone so dominant to like someone who's so struggling right now. I don't understand. It's that's how the game changes, man. That's pretty crazy. That is yeah. insane, man. Well, out of those three that you mentioned, pitcher of the decade and why? I mean. I'm gonna go with Kershaw too. Yeah, you've always had had it out for Houston. You never a big Houston fan. <laughs> no, no, we're, gonna, we're gonna dig into that. In a second. <laughs> yeah, right after this. But I, I think Kershaw. Um, he was actually my first overall pick in the draft this year. I, don't ask me why, but I, I, I Wait, really, I don't remember that. Yes, I took. Wow. No wonder your overall. team sucks. Well, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. He, he was my the first player that I drafted. I don't know why I'm I did kidding, that. I'm kidding. But, um, Obviously, the last couple of seasons have been okay for him with just injuries, but if you want to talk about the person with the most dominant seasons in the lot, in the decade, I think it's Kershaw. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, Kershaw from 2010 to 2015, untouchable. Yeah. And even after sure. that, he still had big seasons. Just the injuries started to pile up, which that was going to happen in mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Like uh, Kershaw was a better pitcher than Verlander when Verlander was on Detroit. Here's the thing. Verlander on Detroit, you know, Cy Young Award, MVP, three yeah. two no-hitters there. Yeah. From, like, 2014 to until he went to Houston in 2017, he was on the downturn. Yep. He was on the downturn. So he kind of hit a little bit of a slump. Yeah. And also, I just want to make point this out about Scherzer, too. He's – this just happened the other night in his last start. He's got his eighth straight season of 200 more strikeouts. <laughs> that's, wow. That's insane. Like, wow. Scherzer's been And very the Nationals consistent. didn't want to trade him. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, the Nationals didn't want to trade him. They were never going to trade him. Yeah. They but never their reason for not trading him was because they want him to be their first Hall of Famer. It's going to happen. Yeah. Happen. I mean, I know they want him to be his first, his first, their first Hall of Fame player, but – when you have to, when you're talking about rebuilding right now, it's just something the Nationals need, and mm, I wouldn't go that but far. But they're in the wild card, right? They're, they have a their first wild card. They have a lead. They're always in that spot, though. Why they're do you never. Think they have to rebuild. I'm curious. They just they don't have enough star potential. I know. Okay, they have Scherzer, who's a star player, but they just don't have enough star potential I mean, to they actually got Pat go. Corbin. But they have one, Corbin, so yeah, he's a great pitcher. You have two great young so a couple right a couple years for them you have to tr- be. Stop Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner's an core, animal. They have a nice balance of a young core and. They they just veterans. gotta they gotta they put. They need a bullpen. They need yeah. a bullpen. That's that's their calling right there. Yeah. So do you trade Scherzer to get no. a fire bullpen? No. no. It, it, a 
also no team's gonna pick up Scherzer with the amount of money that's on yeah. his deal. Like yeah. he's great and all, but is it really worth that much? Like the Yankee, I know the Yankee Cashman like, really wants. Cashman would do it. Thing. If let's say a Nationals Yankee trade happens with Scherzer, which it never will, but I'm very I feel very confident about saying that. <laughs> but the, the amount of money that the Yankees would have to take on, the Nationals aren't getting anything back. Yeah, the, Nationals the Yankees don't have a lot of money. Yeah, the Yankees. I don't think they can't. They, I don't think they can afford uh, Scherzer now. Now that they have uh, dove in for Stanton's contract, which was hey, not a good. By, who, by the way, just took uh, live VP for the first time. Will he have any? Will he have any um, importance for the this season later on? Stanton, Stanton. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm not even thi- like when I think of the Yankees in playoffs this year. Like I, I'm not even. Thinking I don't even about know Stanton. if I want him up at bat to be honest, because he hasn't played for most of the season. He came back for what a couple games, or when he came yeah, I mean, back from look, the injury. Gardner tied the game yesterday, and then Mike Ford hit a walk off home yeah. run. Like all the all these backup guys now, you have Clint Frazier up again. Yeah, you just I don't think you, you need can't Stanton you can't all. risk because Stan is a very high risk at striking out, um, and I just I don't think I think for sure if he's back by playoffs, they're going to give him at bats in the playoffs. You're paying him too I don't much know. money to have him sit on the bench. I don't know. It's just he we we don't know how he's going to be playing, and then we're going to be putting in at bats for Stan where we don't know how dominant he's going to really be because you know there's a lot of a lot of players that just need time to actually find their groove again. What do you think? And I don't want him. I didn't know this was a Yankee podcast. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about relevant teams with uh, playoff. Uh, well, let's dig back into the playoffs. I know that Will wants to talk about the Astros pitching yeah. and how he thinks it's a conspiracy. But let's hear I it. I mean, I've thought about this for a very long time now. But, like, I think the Astros pitching, one, they're so scary right now with Granke and Verlander and Garrett Cole. But the whole thing with Verlander, how he's 36, all of a sudden, like, obviously he's a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what he's doing. But most players, most pitchers, as they get older, throw, like, they don't throw that hard. But they have to reinvent how they pitch. Yeah, that's that's what happened with, um, off the top of my head, uh, Bartolo. CC. Col- yeah, CC Bartolo Colon as well. Felix Hernandez. Um, well, Felix Hernandez hasn't done that yet. Well, no, he's still he's all the way down. I know, but like he used to be a dominant pitcher. Now he has to reinvent. A lot of these pitchers have to reinvent themselves to continue to be good. Verlander. He still has. It. Has not lost any velocity. Still has it. And even gain some. Charlie Morton comes to the Astros after an injury. He's throwing a hundred. Maybe you know? uh, the popular saying, uh, "A good wife, um, good life," is uh, true. And maybe that's why Justin Verlander is uh, <laughs> <Kate Huffton> pitching. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Garrett Cole has the tightest curveball in the league. It just it's it's literally proven. Literally proven. There's pictures of it. Charlie Morton, 2017 playoffs, after every single pitch, he was chewing gum, put his fingers to his mouth. I get pancake, if you don't believe me, I can literally show you the picture right now. Literally proven that he was touching his fingers to his mouth. It was live on air. The Yankees broadcaster even said it. Well, 
obviously it wasn't the Yankees, but whoever it was, mm-hmm. were literally Fox. yeah, Fox literally mentioned it. That's a better grip on the baseball, tighter pitch. Like, I I, I want to mention one point. I don't care too much about the photos right now because I'll believe okay. you. Yeah, whatever. But like, I, I was watching MLB Network over the summer, and this was a topic. You know, when they did get Granky, like, how do these Astros pitchers just become better? And something that all the all these pitchers that came in had the same parallel was that the pitching coach for the Astros it makes them throw. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, they make them throw their breaking stuff, the things that break yeah. the most, much more. Like when yeah. Aaron Sanchez went and his yeah. first start was part of that. I, no heard, I think I heard that. I was his, watching that he too. Threw, I, heard that. I think his curveball, fifty-five percent of the time. Yeah, that's why the Astros pitchers are doing so well and. That's why I kind of think Verlander keeps throwing hards because he's not yeah, throwing like fast. They're, they're doing the something time. right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering maybe if their spin rate is increasing also. So, yeah, that's why they're that's why yeah. they're having but, to throw and, all and these And Tre- Trevor Bauer, in 2017 offseason, oh, yeah. going into 2018, he tweeted. It was like a big controversy because Trevor Bauer is a very like an analytical person. He loves looking at all of his stats. He also likes like to cut open his hand on drones too in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but he. Uh, he called out the Astros pitching and like all their spin rates and everything, how it's like completely insane. He was like, I'm not suggesting anything, but it's just kind of odd type thing. Kind of what I'm they saying. They have them focus in on one pitch yeah. and just throw that. That's what they've been doing with these guys. And I am just bitter. I hate the Astros. I'm just bitter about the Astros. But It is a, a far stretch, I would say, for that conspiracy. Um I don't know. Maybe maybe the Houston Astros pitching staff knows more than any other franchise in the league right now. Well, because yeah. I don't know if you guys heard this. I I think I might have told you this, Will. But when the Mets were talking about trading Syndergaard, the Mets literally doing the most Mets thing. They were like, "Yeah, we don't want to trade Syndergaard to the Astros because the Astros are smarter than us and they'll make Syndergaard better." <laughs> that's a literally. I mean, yeah. That's basically what wow. they said. And I'm like, "Oh." Syndergaard yeah. would be scared if he was on the Astros. He would, would. Yeah, he would be very scared. But anyway. Hey. The the. We're going to skip a little bit. Um, speaking of another conspiracy, obviously this has been the whole season we've been talking about this. The home runs, the juiced baseballs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, well, the, the baseballs are definitely juiced. Let's just so, – Listen, this, this, is, this is what I wanted to say. And I did some research yesterday, and I, I saw this was very interesting. One, Twins haven't hit a home run since they broke the record. They're still at 268. Okay? Okay. And – like you think that's crazy? The Twins have hit so many home runs. The Yankees are at 256. The Yankees, if they have another 70, they're not going to. But they shattered the record for August at like 71 home runs or something like that. No, no, I'm pretty sure 74 because Gary's was 71, and then he hit another one, and then Judge hit one, and then Mayhew hit one. So they're at 74 home runs for the month of August. They were already gonna break their old record. And the Dodgers are 30 home runs away from also tying that same record. That's three teams that are going to either hit or break the old record from last year. It, it just goes to a point. It's like, when is enough enough for the home runs now? It's something you can't really change unless you have baseballs that are not as, I guess, juiced. But it's... It's come to a point where it's just like, it's it's almost in, insane. It's ridiculous. Everyone how knows it's going on too. Like everyone knows. There, MLB can't cover their ass with this. Like, for there to be three knows. teams that 
will break or have potential to break the ho- the old home run record in one season. Are you kidding me? And also, Will, I know you and I talked about this when we were talking about the All-Star game. Yeah. But if you remember the All-Star game, the the Fox broadcast crew was really going off early on about the juice baseball thing. Yeah. They were asking players, like, oh, are the balls juiced and all of this stuff. Like, they, that's kind of MLB's way of trying to cover this up. It's just, it's so obvious. And I, I've talked to other people about it. People are like, well, maybe, like, it is true. Like, records will be broken the way that we're looking at baseball now with analytics and people working out, it's completely different than when it was years ago, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But even that, the fact that all of these home run records, like not just like the total home runs in a season, like all of MLB, that'll be broken this year for sure. There's that. There's a 50 home run race right now. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to bring this up. Like, you know, back a couple years ago, hitting 30 was a big deal. Now is like hitting 40 the new 30? Like, yeah. Is, hitting, is that really going to be what it is now? I think I, we might have mentioned that on the last pod. Because I know we did the predictions of who's going to have 40 home runs. Speaking, speaking of home run records, um, Pete Alonzo. Yes. Uh, he broke the Mets home he, run record. Yeah, at, was yeah. it 43 or 40? He's at 43 now. He hit one last night. The record was 41. He had 42. Which is another it's, – so it's crazy. Do, do, well, here's the thing. I don't really – Pete Alonso's a big guy. Like, he's got he's brute strength. Yeah. I'm not saying the balls are helping. But he's him. a rookie as well. You know, the, to, to be in, in your rookie year and hit 43 well, home Aaron runs. Aaron Judge hit 52. So, I mean – I mean – well, I mean, he had an, uh, another well, half of the season before, which – He he only played, like, a little bit in 2016. That's true. That's true. And also, Pete Alonso – the season prior in the minors hit 43 home runs last year. The power plays. And this was before yep. they started using MLB balls in the minors. So yeah. he's got – his power's legit. You can't, like, change anything on that. Yeah. yeah. So – I'm just trying to look at sets right now. Currently, right now, there's 29 players in the beginning of September that have 30 or more home runs. Mm-hmm. And in 2010, not even over 20. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that that's a big statement. So I'm right looking there. at 2009 right now. There's more for 2009. I, I feel like there's around 20. Um, but that year, Pujols hit 47. Okay, mm. there were one, two, three, four, five players um, with 40 or more. Mm. But this year, it's 2019. Ten years later, there's one, two, three, four, five players. Same. It's beginning of September. Entire month left. Already over 40 home runs. Yeah. What, what's that telling you, you know? And, like, guys, like... Like, is Eugenio Suarez a guy that should be hitting 40 home runs? Or, like, <laughs> not going to lie, Yelich really? and Bellinger, too. They're not... I mean, like, that they have power. I'm not, I'm not saying they don't have power, but, like, when you look at them, if you just gave them a look and didn't know they were baseball players or not... They don't look like power hitters compared to what Pujols was doing or yeah, Prince they, Fielder was doing. Yeah. You know? Well, here's the thing with that. I'm going to make the case for Christian Yelich right now. Even when he was in Miami, he was always a really good hitter. Yeah. He just somehow got the power. Well, Mike and Trout. Usually, yeah. usually, if you're a good overall hitter, you can add the power. Like Ichiro was a great hitter, and apparently during BP, the guy would hit moonshots, and he just chose not to hit home runs. Or, he just chose to hit ready? the ball. Let, let me name you the five players in 2009 with 40 oh. more home runs. Wait, can I guess? In 2009? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Albert Pujols. Yep. Mark Reynolds. Yep. I knew Mark Reynolds was Prince Fielder? Yes. Okay, that's three. Um, g- g- give me a hint. Give me a hint. 
Um, Phillies. Howard? Yeah. Uh, I was about to say. And then Padres. Oh. On the Padres? Padres. He was also on the Mets. Also on the Mets. 40 home runs in 2009. Wow. Adrian, Adrian Gonzalez. Yes. Yes. Adrian Gonzalez. Oh, so, Adrian but those five yes. guys, what for sure, are power hitters, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'd I'd say right now, like, let's talk about Freddie Freeman, power hitter, Soler. Like, all these Soler guys. Soler is full power. He's always been There's a whole power. month left, and there's so many more guys with 35 or more that, yeah. for sure, Max Kepler's at 36. Max well, here's the thing. A lot of these guys had power to begin with. The balls are definitely helping. Yeah, I'm not saying like they're not Max power Kepler was already a power hitter. You right. Know? But and, and they're now they're now learning to have a, a higher launch angle. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's not like not like significantly dipping their shoulder, but maybe like just a little more turn for a higher launch angle, which will get the ball. It's just out. weird now, though, that like. Um. I forgot what I was going to say. See, here, here's the thing. I I feel like this is obviously too early to tell, but oh, I don't sad. know if the juice balls are going to lead to, like, major records being broken. Well, like, I don't know if we're going to see in 20 years from now a significant jump in guys that have 500 home runs, you know? That, you know that reminded me of what I was going to say. Like, still, no matter what, stats are completely inflated now. Oh, yeah. I think you can make that argument on the pitching end, too. Yeah. So, like, mostly strikeouts and – ERAs to an extent. Well, mm-hmm. I think the whole, like, obviously pitching is different now, but hitters are really, really good now too. Mm-hmm. But a good start now is giving up three runs. Yeah. You know? A quality start is six innings, three runs. Yeah. And yeah, a quality true. start back then, pitchers would be able to go Complete 79 games. innings yeah. without a problem. Yeah. Now you're worried about pitchers' arms. You're worried now, about a pitcher facing the lineup for a third time. I, now and for sure now. Instead of having people have a good, a lot of stamina, you want them to go balls to the wall as hard as they can for six innings, mm-hmm. throwing a hundred pitches rather than, like, I definitely think you know, I definitely think there's um, more a bigger chance now of pitchers getting injured because I, I think pitchers are getting overworked even in the off season. Like way back, let's go like thirty, forty years ago, there was not this amount of injuries going on and in the major league. Well, that's because those players, if they got like a bruised finger, they'd play through it. Now you get a guy that gets something like that. They're on the IL for 10 days. You know, it's some all, BS injury. But like, the, but that's, that's a there's money some, aspect, there's some though. like serious injuries right now that weren't happening 30, 40 years ago. And I, and I think that's the reason of that is because they're working so hard in the off season. They're working out. They're really yeah. uh, stressing out their muscles that they don't give their body any time to rest. And, now that's Tom- just how the game is now though. right yeah. but it's and, every sport and tommy john that's is true. so common now like guys are still getting drafted even if they're coming yeah. off of tommy john surgery mm-hmm. yeah. like getting drafted high like it doesn't matter if it, you've had tommy it's like john every now. other pitcher basically has had tommy john yeah who, who was that pitcher we were talking he's had three tommy johns yeah johnny venters had three tommy johns and now he's getting shoulder surgery so his career's probably done three tommy johns yeah i wonder how his elbow feels after three tommy johns <laughs> He stopped pitching in 2012, got all the surgeries, came back 2018 last year, and That's now insane. this year he's his season's done because now he has to get shoulder surgery. That's insane. So his arm his arm shot. But like, this guy's had three Tommy John surgeries and he's he's was still pitching in the main. Like that right there proves everything that I just said. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's rough for pitchers nowadays. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, 
of rough pitchers. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Trevor Bauer, a pitcher we know as a very dominant, uh, just a very dominant pitcher in, in general, has been struggling severely as of late. Um, his last couple of starts have been horrific. And by horrific, let me just let me just uh, give you some stats. Against the Cardinals uh, a couple days ago, he let up six runs, seven hits let up. He got the loss. Let up two home runs. Wow. Against Pittsburgh, let up seven runs. Three innings, too. Three innings pitch against the Washington uh, against the Nationals. Uh, nine runs let up, and wow. is this is this because he's in a different fr- uh, on a different team now? I I, I don't Whole know. Different league. I you know it, but it's this. These aren't even good teams okay. that he's going up against. I want to keep something in perspective right now because I looked up his career numbers. He's only had one season where his ERA was under four, and that was 2018. He's got a career four zero four ERA. He's 20, not a Hall of Famer. No, by no, 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 not right he's now. An average. Listen, but he's been having. I'm just saying he's been having a dominant season this year before he was on the yeah. Reds. He was having. Here's a question. Great he, ha- he was having not dominant, but when he his numbers with Cleveland this year nine and eight, three seven nine ERA, twenty four starts, hundred fifty six innings, hundred eighty five Ks. That's that pretty good. That's not dominant, but that's good. I would say it's above that's, average. That's above his dominant. career. Is Trevor average. Bauer overhyped? Yes. Dude, 2017, 419 ERA. 2016, 426 ERA. 2015, you know, 455. He's in the playoffs, though, in 2017. Yeah, but his regular season, though, is a little not as good. And yeah. also, he's only had two seasons of 200 or more strikeouts. And he's been pretty healthy through all these seasons, too. Yeah. He's very overhyped. That's crazy. So, also, going along with the bad pitching, you want to talk about the Red Sox, Oh, right? yes. So... I do want to talk about the Red Sox because many people know how dominant the Red Sox were last year. Um, the most dominant team. The most sure. dominant team last year. Their hitting, their hitting was just it was so scary. And in the playoffs, not only did they end the season with over a hundred wins, easily uh, getting the first seed, but they destroyed teams in the playoffs as well. Destroying the Red Sox were scary. Like destroying the Astros. They beat them four to one, um, and the Dodgers also. They the four to one. The Dodgers and Houston only won one game against this team. And the Yankees only won one game, also. Um, yeah, the Yankees won one game. And, yeah. yeah, and the Yankees only won one game. And now where is this team? They're five games back of the wild card. They're not likely. It, not likely they're going to make it. I mean, there, is there still a chance? Yes. Yeah, but, but unless, the, unless they go, unless they go on an absolute tear right now. But. Let's just talk about their hitting right now, and re- their hitting is still great. They're still top fives um, in almost every hitting category. They're leading the league right now in hits and at-bats. They're in second right now in on-base percentage. They're also leading the league in doubles, top five in home runs, and their pitching is nowhere to be seen right now, and this is why that yeah. they're not a playoff team. It, they're... They're 19th right now in earned uh, run average, that's, which is – yeah. And their saves are um, – they only have 27 saves this season, well, which is they, tied with the White Sox and Blue Jays. It's it's they, something they, – They lost their bullpen in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, they had 
Kimbrel and Kelly, but like Joe Kelly isn't a star reliever. He's not a star, but he definitely helped out. Last like, last year, sure. last year their biggest concern was their bullpen. Last year, from what I remember, was yeah. it? And now their rotation is not consistent, and their bullpen is still still bad. And they've had they've had injuries all year. Avaldi was not. Evaldi, yeah, they plan on having Avaldi as a closer. He did not pitch well. No, he has not done well. They as a put Bren, uh, Brandon Workman as their closer, who is not a dominant pitcher. He's not Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> He's not Craig Kimbrell. So it, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. Why not? Not only about the pitching, but like, are there any other well, factors? This is another team that didn't do anything at all. During the trade deadline, mm-hmm. well, they got Andrew Kashner, but that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> that was never going to help. No, but <laughs> I thought it was. But it didn't. that's basically doing nothing. But like, they could have, they could have really tried to make a push. Well, their big thing at the time of the trade deadline was that they, are, they, they like the Yankees. They didn't want to go over like the luxury tax any more than yeah. what they had to. They had a certain amount of money they wanted to play with, so. It's but if you're trying to go all in for like your fans going all in for the organization and try to make the playoffs, you have to not worry about that you, stuff. Yeah, you can't worry about that. That's the Brian Cashman explicitly said, "We will do whatever it takes. Like we don't care if we it's it's just it's, it's crazy to me that see how dominant they are still hitting this season, and yet their pitching is so bad that they're not even they're not even holding on to a wild card spot right yeah. now is just insane. Well, I want to give. Some credit to that lineup though, because that's such a deep lineup. That's yeah, that's is. a scary yeah, lineup. Very scary. Like, yeah, very scary. The pitching just isn't there to back it. Chris it, Sale's not having a great year at all. Rafael Devers is. Oh yeah, Chris Sale really sucks this oh, year. Oh yeah, that was a big. That was, that's a big story. Like, that that's it right there. Like your ace, when your ace is having a really bad off year, like. But they don't that's even have it. anything behind their ace. Like, no, Rick Porcello yeah. is there, but like he's really not that good. He's yeah. Never been there. As many uh, great things as Houston done with their uh, ball club, I think they really messed up on getting rid of J.D. Martinez yeah. when they first had him because yeah. yep. um, he's just – I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer with the way yeah. he's – The way he's hitting, how he's been hitting the last couple – He's, he's leading the league. good lead. hitter. He's not a Hall of Famer. I think he is. I think he is. If he, if he does get into the Hall of Fame, he will be – not first ballot. He will have to work up to it, I feel like. Here's here's my beef with the whole JD thing. It's because he got called up when he did and didn't really start getting success until, like, his sixth year. Like, his, okay. he had one season where he exploded with Detroit, and now he's the hitter that we all know. He took a lot of time to get there. That's true. That's, that's true. That's my gripe. He didn't come off. Come M- out Mookie of had a, a slow start to the season. He right? never really had a great year. He didn't have his yeah. MVP season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had, like, a good year by the numbers for – a player, but like not the season he had in comparison. I, I think the Red Sox still have the best outfield out, out of all, any team right now. Yeah. Jackie Bradley, Mookie Betts, and um, Ben Attendee. And then yeah. JD also plays the outfield too when he's not doing DH. So yeah. that, that, that is a scary outfield. And then you, know, um, you have Devers, you have Bogart. I mean, obviously, um, Jackie isn't an well, offensive I guy. But oh, he, he's. There, I'm, there's I'm so okay many guys. With, I'm okay with having him more than likely be an out. Than, like, I want his glove out. There. Yeah, Jack Riley Jr. Like those guys, Jack Riley Jr., Pilar, um, Kiermaier, Kiermaier, Hicks, Crawford, mm-hmm. Brandon Crawford. Crawford. Yeah. yeah. Like those guys. Or even Algerton Simmons, kind of. Like, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like those guys. Like, I'm okay with giving up an out to have that glove out. There. Exactly. Exactly. 
some guys can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's hop in. This is kind of – we want to touch on this just because the, the news broke. Um, Tyler's – mean to get all depressing right now. Yeah, and we have some cool things to lighten it up afterwards. But Tyler Skaggs, his toxology report came out. Kind of really sad what happened. Like I that, actually I haven't heard about this, so yeah, I want I want I want you guys to explain this to me yeah. because so like they didn't want to release um what is it the the report the, they, yeah I forget the I forget what it's called but they didn't want to release it it's because a, I don't know. yeah they didn't want to release it because um like just privacy for the family I understand but usually when that happens that means that something bad happened. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't just an accident, or it might have been an accident, but it wasn't for good reasons. So the autopsy is what it's called. Yes, the autopsy. autopsy. That's it. <laughs> autopsy. <laughs> it took me a sec. You know, you know, you know how? Because I just watched the episode of The Office when Angela's cat dies. Oh, she oh goes, my god! Do an autopsy on the cat. That's what made me think about it. <laughs> but uh, they didn't want to see the autopsy, and they did, and. You want you want to say this pancake? Yeah. You got what it. What did they find? I honestly don't know. What okay, they, I okay, because I, I do. Yeah. So they found fentanyl, oh, oxycodone, and alcohol in his system. Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Fentanyl and oxy like. So as bro, sad as the, the the passing is, it's just he, he had a wife. He was newly married. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you the, putting yourself up in that situation where your your life is going so great right now, and to just well, there's got to be – you're not just taking fentanyl just just because, just, just yeah. to have a good time. Like, yeah. there's definitely an underlying factor there. Oh, uh, like, like he was depressed? Well, maybe. He, here's yeah. what I want to dig into, and this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this to begin with. Yeah. Do you think there there's a potential drug problem in baseball? Because hear me out. Hear me out. These guys grind. You know, they play 162 games it in 184 is. games. Now, 162 games in 184 days, excuse me. Yeah. There's a nonstop grind. They're always working. Always they, working. They never take time to themselves. Do you think that they kind of mask this all by drug and alcohol abuse? Um, and I'm not saying it's every player. No, not saying, every player. I mean, there, look look at Jose problem. Fernandez. Jose yeah, Fernandez that was another. That was another. I was thinking about that and mm-hmm. how, he, how he passed away also. I was upset, but I was also, like, angry, like, such a great pitcher yeah. and driving out late at night and with alcohol and yeah, drugs intoxicated but yeah. to go back on pancakes asking these players have been grinding their whole life to mm-hmm. be a MLB baseball player i you know i don't think they know what a vacation really is i i it, yeah. it's and it's hard the, if you have a family you know how hard That's, that is? Yeah, it's very tough. Like, yeah, he had a wife and everything, but you barely see that your wife. Mm-hmm. It When, what, you have 82 games home? 81. 81 games home. Those 81 games, sure, like, you come home at night, she'll be home. Yeah, or you're, your not, you're, you're not home. getting home until midnight yeah. at the earliest, and then you're waking up at games. 10 to go to the freaking ballpark. Yeah, which, like, that's rough to begin with. And, of course, some games aren't that far away. Like if you're the Yankees and you're playing the Mets, you, you can. So you could probably still go back to your. Do place you if you yeah. wanted? Do you guys think that the MLB will, any time in the future, cut down on the amount of games that players have right now? I know it's a popular thing, but I also think MLB is making too much money right now to really want to do that. Because if let's yeah. say they cut the schedule back ten games, bring it from 162 to 152, that 
you know, I know players would definitely be for that, even though it's only 10 games. Yeah. But MLB is going to be like, that's a lot of money we're missing out on, and we can't promote more. Which is – but that's that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why they're doing the baseballs right yeah. now, making yeah. more money. Chicks yeah. take the long People, ball. Yeah, and I, CC said it on the podcast, which is it's, – it's so funny that he's this open about it. He was like, I'm retiring this year. When I retire – I do not want them to change the balls back because I want to see offense when I retire, <laughs> I, which is like kind of funny to hear though. Because no, I, I look, look at the London that. series. The first time they tried to market, oh in Europe, man, that was awful. That was completely really bad. inflated game. That like, was that, that's so bad, insane. That was basically a football game. That yeah, was it was nuts. Just that's why they they want to make money. They they want to. Like MLB's that's why they, always that's why been they about allowed they, steroids. Every sport is about profit. They yeah. allowed oh, steroids. That's true. Yeah, yeah. MLB. When we dig in steroid era, I want to talk. About it's that. crazy, like how players in the MLB are making the, the most money. I would say out out of like um, baseball, football, and basketball. Oh, yeah. And football people are getting injured usually once a season, or well, if not. The point I want to make with that, and like how that relates to baseball money. Like, football, there's a lot more risk when you're playing. It's easier yeah. to get hurt. Yeah. Baseball, you'll get hurt, but, like, that's why they kind of can throw more money that way because getting, getting that big of an injury isn't as big of a risk in comparison mm-hmm. to football, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, like, we we really dug into this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, this, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> we really, like, I just want to mention that real quick. Like, we really went off. So, uh. On a lighter topic, <laughs> Carlos Carrasco mm. made his debut from coming back from leukemia yesterday. You love to see what it, a great man. thing to see. Honestly, yeah. yeah, like this is what you love to see. This is what you know, this will bring a smile to anyone's face. Yeah, I really hope he can go back to being the dominant pitcher. He I, was. I liked Carlos Carrasco, man. Mm-hmm. He was a great pitcher. Yeah, o- he, always have him. Like when you're starting out in the show, he was never a diamond pitcher. So it wasn't hard to get him, but he was a good guy to have in the beginning. Always pick him up in the show. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap things up here, let's let's talk a little fantasy baseball, with Rob. Because I know Rob, baseball. I know Rob wants to talk some fantasy baseball. <laughs> I love fantasy baseball. I know Rob wants to talk some fantasy baseball. I, you know, from the start, you guys didn't mention this. I, pro- I have probably in the our league, I've made the most moves. Um, it was my yeah. this is my first year of doing fantasy baseball, so you completely I took it to another level. I too. I went so hard, and we weren't really doing this. F- it wasn't like we put in like we pitched in a little bit of money, but it it wasn't a serious amount. But I've just loved the the experience of controlling a team and checking each player's averages and stats um you're in the final four right now too yeah you know i actually i just picked up a couple of uh relief pitchers because my relief pitchers before were awful um i can't say off the top of my head but there's i think a new closer on the braves is uh melanson melanson i got melanson Melanson. and i also picked up archie bradley because um you know the diamondbacks are in the hunt for trying to get a wild card spot although they're a couple games back and Archie Bradley is one of their uh, top guys right now in the bullpen. See, and I think this is the thing about baseball, though. Obviously, the team that you have now is not even close to the team that oh you my started God. with. I, I want to look at that again uh, sometime. But, but because baseball is such a long season, like fantasy football, you what have 16 games around, yeah, mm-hmm. and you have to check it once a week. So your team will probably look around the same as you've had it. Mm-hmm. Like you'll make, you'll for sure make moves. It won't be a lot. Baseball, like players get hurt. 
players have slumps. You have to have each player, like each person who's doing fantasy baseball, is at least making a move. Yeah, and you have to have an active lineup. I've actually know? I've dropped my first two draft picks. Well, hitting draft picks. So I I had that to start Jose Ramirez and John Carlos Stanton. And Stan has just been um, non-existent Not this whole this whole you season. You traded him to Jake Johnson, right? I traded him to Jake Johnson. And the look best at Jake trade. Johnson's record. Uh, Jake Johnson. I think he's one in seventeen. Or one in seventeen. Hate to yeah. see it. But um, what a what a pickup I got with uh, Corbin and Adam yeah. Jones. I also gave him Stephen Matz, so even a bigger win for me. <laughs> um, but. I also I also had Jose Ramirez and now he's injured on the Indians and that's such a that's such he'd a even have big a good lo- season. His he, first half he was a shell of the player. Yeah, yeah he he was actually heating up this second half. Oh but, yeah. Um, that's a really big loss for Cleveland right now because they're really fighting to hang on to that wild card spot. Yes. Yeah, sp- and they had a they had a chance to you know fight for the division with the Twins, but um. I, I want to talk about that that wild card for a sec because it's. It's kind of crazy. That's going to be the the one to look out Tampa for. Tampa Bay's in first, a half a game up on Cleveland. It's amazing to see how Tampa's playing so well. I know. You know. They haven't really had a great team in such a long time. The last I can think about was when Evan Longoria was still on the team, and their team wasn't even great when yeah. Evan Longoria was I mean, on there. This it's, is it's funny looking back, though. I want to bring this up. Like You go back to like the Rays of like, 2012, 2013. They had the names, but they never kept the guys long enough. Yeah. They had Longoria. They had Price. David Price. They had James Shields. You know, they had you know Ben Zilbrist. Cool? Carlos guys, Pena, that was way Carlos back. Carlos Pena, yeah. yeah. All these guys, because like, I'm in Dutchess County. I see running these games a lot. Mm. A bunch of those guys, Josh Hamilton, Evan Longoria, uh, Josh Hamilton. James Shields. Um, Wade Davis, Ooh. all on the Renegades. When I used to go, like mm. I saw these guys play when they were like just coming up. It's kind of cool that like now they're all in the majors, you know. And also a name for the Rays that has been helping out a lot. I don't think Pancake's gonna like to hear this, but Travis Darno <laughs> has still been hitting well with the, with the Tampa Bay Rays. And I I just remember when I first picked up Travis Darno. No one really knew how hot he was going to get, and I well, didn't really know it's because either. Because he was always trash in New York. Not Hence only the nickname trash Darno. Not only, I mean, he hasn't really. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's been starting at catcher. I know they move him around to first base sometimes, but I remember the the week where he put up three home runs against the Yankees, yeah. which gave me I'm okay with that. twenty points. I think it was against you, Pancake. I, I was, don't want to talk about that. That definitely <laughs> was against me too. But this guy's been this guy's been slashing. Almost this whole year, uh, this whole year. I mean, right now the season stats isn't really that great, but he his last couple of games he's been hitting great. Um, three for five, and you know one for four, two for two. This is some, See, some yeah, just the memo when players in the, in leave the, the catcher match, you know? spot where there's not a lot of depth. Like other positions have a lot mm-hmm. of depth. Like even in fantasy football, you didn't pick a QB until like round five yeah. or six or a tight. I didn't. Even, care about picking a tight end i think tight ends on the same level as catcher we're like they're not going to get you a lot of points but if you if you can get the really good ones like gary or jt remuto grab it's them. a big steal big steal for i would say in this league to have Travis darno in the catcher slot yeah, but for sure. in general with the rays their their catching isn't really they don't really have a deep catching they had zunino starting uh for a little bit but he was really only a defensive catcher was not doing anything with his bat yeah. Well, so Mike Zanino, when he he was a third overall pick by the Mariners in 2011. Wow. The, he was a he was supposed to be a big yeah. power hitter. He they they were 
there were comparisons of like Piazza to him that wow. he never panned out. You, but you know what I did in our real quick before you mention that? What I did in our league when when Astudio, who was on my team, when he got hurt this year, I just put him on the IL and then just didn't get it, didn't even grab a catcher because I <laughs> why waste that spot with a guy who's going to get you one point every couple days? And I just added another star. Yeah, I actually when I first started off, I think I had like Robinson Chirinos or someone, yeah. and you know even him like. He was supposed to be a power catcher compared to most catchers in the league, and he was really struggling. It was just yeah. I was getting maybe more negative points towards the middle part of the season with him, so I took a risk with Travis Darno, and it's really been helping out with me. What did you want to say? So something yeah. I want to mention since we're talking about catchers and hitting, uh, Wilson Ramos, 25-game hitting oh, streak right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I saw this tweet yesterday from Mike Puma. He works for the New York Post, and he says, As unreachable as Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak is for anybody – Wilson Ramos included. Imagine if Joe D got a hit in that 57th game. He started another streak of 16 games after he was stopped that night in Cleveland. That's 72 of 73 games with a hit, nearly half the season. So he would have had a 73-game hitting streak had he gotten a hit in the 57th game. That's insane. That's, That's half the insane. season. That's insane. I know. That's crazy. Like, think about that. That Like, the record's already untouchable to begin with. <laughs> yeah. I can't see anyone doing that. But, to me, like... It's mind-blowing that it could have been in the 70s. That's awesome for Wilson Ramos, man. That's really cool. Hey, fantasy points for me. Even though I'm, <laughs> I'm out of the playoff picture, That's I crazy. lost. So I'm out of it. Yeah, let, <laughs> I got a shout-out to Nelly. I love Nelly. He did beat me by 300 points. Shout-out to Matt. I'm, I'm going to call him Matt, not Nelly. But okay. Matthew. Matthew. Matt Rooney. <laughs> right? Is that his last name? Rooney. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Good Matt job, Will. Rooney. It's funny because there's another Matt Rooney that I know that I went to high school with. But, uh, yeah, he beat me by... 300 points. Holy sh- 300? Did you you just stop c- caring after he was so, up like 150 on you or something? So it's a two-week playoff instead of one for normal. So after the two weeks, I, I tried those first two weeks, and I was down 200 points. So I was like, there's no chance. So I stopped caring. But even if I did, he scored the most points out of ever. Like, he beat I think ev- I th- yeah, everyone. I think I, I think I came in second I, if I'm uh, trying to I think, think Nelly. Correctly. Nelly came close to 750 in two weeks, which is that's, that's insane. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm playing him this week, so uh, can't wait for that battle yeah, to good, uh, good luck take off. Yeah. Marty gave me a good run. Marty, him and I, he always had a lead on me, but we were always so Marty, Cardinal, Rob, and Nelly. Yes, can't believe Marty. I mean, I, I I knew it was gonna be those four from the yeah. beginning, man. Oh, yeah. I knew I didn't have a chance. You guys were the uh, Marty actually put up a lot of points as well. He put up more than me. I just want to shout out Mike Nuns again, Mike Nuns. Almost beat Almost. Cardinal. Mm-hmm. He was flirting with beating man. him the whole time. At one point, I'm pretty sure he did have the lead. And then Cardinal just came out at the end and, and won again. But definitely comeback player the second half. Yeah, he won so many games in a row. And then inched his way into the playoffs. Had, had to play the one seed, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Cardinal was one. Yeah, yeah, Cardinal was one. Yeah, he had to play the one seed. And he almost beat him, man. It, that that was really awesome. I didn't know. I didn't want to play Mike Nunn's. I'll tell you that because uh, he he had he was on like a six seven game winning streak. Yeah, putting up um, scary points for the last couple of weeks. And luckily, I got uh, Peter Hangle, who did not play well. <laughs> so uh, I was grateful for that. There was one thing I wanted to bring up, though. I'm not sure if we have enough time to bring it up. I wanted to talk about um, the wild card race with. Uh, Certain teams is that is that a whole other topic we we should sh- we, we save? Can, we can, we haven't touched on, so let's touch on it. Yeah, a let's touch bit. it real quick. Um, I know the race for the American League's coming down to 
three teams. It's only going to be four like, teams. Like, like you said, Red three. Sox are five out, but it's going to be three. But the only reason why it's not going to be the Red Sox is because Tampa Bay's at the first spot, half a game up on the on Cleveland, who's a half a game up on Oakland. It's going to yeah. be one of those three guys. Can, can Cleveland? So can Cleveland possibly beat beat the Twins and win the division? Or are they too far back now? I think. Let me check right now. I, I'm not sure what the, the standings the are. I, going off the cuff, I think the Twins are going to do it. I think the Twins. Oh, no. Yeah, the Twins got it. It's five and a half. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Twins got it. Twins got it. Like and Cleveland's lost three in a row, which is why they're in second now. Mm-hmm. The Rays have, Rays have won four in a row. Cleveland lost three in a row. Oakland's lost two in a row. And on the other side, the the National League, that's a very that's close getting, race. That's getting – it's not as close as it not was. Not as close as it was. Uh, the Mets, as of late, have not been um, – the, Met, the Mets are done. I'm just sad, put the nail on the coffin now. The Mets that. are done. Sad to hear that. Like, yeah, I, I really hate to say that, but you know, it was a fun run while it was. The Mets are like five. I just back. don't think they're. The, the, I don't think they're hitting is as consistent as it, it should it be really right hasn't now. Hasn't even so much been the hitting. The pitching just hasn't been there. Yeah. Last week, Noah Syndergaard pitched against the Cubs and basically gave up ten runs. Like, yeah, you can't be. Yeah, doing you that. can't do that. You can't be doing that. The Dodgers in the in the National League, they're the closest to the first playoff solidification spot. Um, they're matching number seven. Wow. Really? Yeah. So, wait. Today's the second. Today's they the second. Can, they're going to clinch by the 15th of this month. Wow. Yeah. And have the rest of the season. That's, ac- that's actually the insane. The Yankees are probably numbers 15. They could be done soon. So, too, the, the Nationals are probably are definitely going to be in the wild card. Yes. Um, And then it's just a fight with Chicago and can Philly make a run? You know, it's kind of crazy. I don't think the the Phillies don't have the pitching. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. The NL wild card was so close. It was really close. Like three or four teams were a game or two games back. But now it's a lot closer in the American League than it is the National League. Yeah, yeah. It uh, definitely is. Yeah. NL wild like obviously we knew teams were gonna fall out of the NL wild card, but uh, it's still gonna come down to game one sixty two. I know, man. I, I think that's how it's going to be for the AL. Yeah. NL, I can see it getting more defined. The Which, NL, I can't – with how hot the Yankees and um, and how Houston's been playing, I don't know, besides the Dodgers, I can't really think of another team. Braves. The Braves, they have some – Braves are too good. They have some really good players, but I'm not sure – The Dodgers bullpen can can't hold up. The same thing happened last year and it's happening again this year. The three teams in contention – for the wild card in the American League have better records than every single team in contention for the National League. Mm-hmm. Which, like, the same thing. Mm-hmm. The Rays won 90 games last year, and they could have won a division well, in the National League. and this is – I think we've talked about this too. Is that just more of having more dominant teams in the AL and having, like, weaker teams there? Or is it more of a competitive balance in the NL? I mean, if it – because, like, in the AL, you have the dominant teams and you have the weak teams. You have three teams right. in the AL who are probably going to lose think, 100 games. I think the thing in the National you know? League, mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams that are medi- not mediocre. There are a lot of teams that are just average. Like Milwaukee, hit or, hit or miss. Arizona, hit or miss. The yeah. Mets, hit or miss. It, but Phillies, th- hit or miss. That's more of a competitive balance in that aspect, though. Well, so It is more competitive, but I do think, like, those those teams in the AL are definitely better. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but it's just, it's kind of well, crazy. But is to see it more that exciting way. to have these dominant teams or have more competition? Of course, competition. Competition. Of course. Yeah, one hundred percent competition. It gets all the fans watching rather than a couple of um, a couple of 
uh, states or cities. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, just real quick, Yankees, first team to 90 wins. Awesome. Always love to I see love it. Love to hear it. Always love to see it. They're definitely going to be winning 100. I don't think there's a shot that they get under 100. The Yankees, all the Yankees have to do is have a 50-50 September and they get 100 wins. And that's like, that's mediocre for them as well. That's something like they shouldn't, they should have more than 50, Just 50%. Talking about the, the Yankees. Here's the thing. Like, they don't, they can obviously afford to go 50-50. And I think like, they can, now, yeah. that the, now that they have, like, they know that the vision's on lock and all that stuff. I think you're going to start seeing guys, they're going to start playing like, Clint more, Frazier, yeah, more of those Ford. guys. Well, the guys that they pulled Mike up for roster expansion. Pinch hit for Clint Frazier in the ninth. Oh wow! Walk off home run. I uh, always thought that guy's got a, a just a pretty swing. I don't know. I like yeah. I like his swing when he's up at bat. His uh, bat flip yesterday was. Speaking so of Mike, far, Mike oh, Ford, should we just call this how, the Yankee how, podcast? Dude, how we haven't <laughs> talked about the Yankees in a solid forty-five minutes. <laughs> what, what? Where's Luke Voigt been? Can you tell me the injury report? He just, on, he just got back. Did he? He just got back the other day, yeah. He hasn't done anything since he got back, but he just got back the other day. Yeah. That's another name that we'll be looking at. Um, yeah. we'll I, I mean, I, I, have one, I have one more question for Rob before we, get, before yeah. we sign off. The most pressing question that I know everyone wants to have the answer to. Why am I afraid of the ocean? <laughs> you you, took <laughs> you the didn't have to say. Why am I afraid of the ocean? Serious question to Rob. Did you have a good time? Here? Oh, yeah. I loved it. This loved is it. great. You know, how, what just just us talking about baseball like this doesn't even need to be a podcast for me to enjoy this you yeah. know it's just i could talk about this for hours this was um, really fun this was a lot a of great fun. time this and i'm great. sure uh your next guest it's pie right pie, pie pie, will be on yeah. this week for focus yeah can't wait to listen to that episode and, and, and um, you'll be back on you'll be you're back on the on list like, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome and if you ever want to do a focus on something let us know we'll set that up yeah, yeah. i i I really pa- enjoyed that that focus episode like, you guys about like your high school stories, which was you know. Yeah, I think Raul wants to talk about. I wouldn't mind revisiting yeah. that. Oh yeah, let's do it. Um, it'll be later on anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. Later on, I guess I could touch. I on I could that. talk about because I didn't talk about travel. Mm-hmm. I know. You, I have you so many travel stories. Travel. Yeah. I know. Pink Probably more really stories on travel. I had high no school. travel around me to play. Yeah. So like. Okay, guys, I think that that was good, man. Yeah, that was really good. I All really right. enjoyed that. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed hearing another voice besides me and Pancake for the first time. And also, just one last thing because we haven't done it yet: uh, Instagram at the Oni Boys, Twitter <laughs> the Oni Boys at the, the underscore Oni Boys. And um, yes, thank you for listening. Feedback always appreciated. Yeah. Peace.